You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguda, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. We're live, finally. Tried to go live a few minutes ago, had a bit of a glitch, don't know what the hell happened. My screen went blank, couldn't see myself. I understand that you guys couldn't see me, couldn't hear me, etc, etc. So apologies for any inconvenience caused, but we are back now and we are live and it appears, at least at my end, to be working this time. Now, wasn't planning on doing a second live stream today. Well, not until at least after the Brentford game anyway. The plan was the preview this morning and then we were going to react to the game tonight, followed by the tactical analysis the following morning. However, of course, the news uh, broke live while we were on the stream earlier uh, that Martin Odegaard uh, looks a real possibility for Arsenal now in this transfer window. And therefore, I felt it was worth bringing you one of our transfer update shows so we could discuss it because I know there is a lot of mixed opinion on Martin Odegaard. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. I'm interested to see uh, what the kind of general consensus is among the Arsenal fans with regards to this potential deal. And also the other piece of news that broke since the last episode is that of course, Arsenal are going to be without Alexander Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang this evening for their game at the Brentford Community Stadium. So who should replace them? That is another discussion that we're going to have on this episode. It is going to be a slightly briefer than usual episode, uh, just because I've got lots and lots of work on today um, and I'm just trying to kind of fit things in between. But I had a spare 25, 20 minutes, so I thought we'd jump on. And firstly, let's discuss the Martin Odegaard stuff. Now, of course, Arsenal have always have been said to have a strong interest in Martin Odegaard throughout the course of this transfer window, throughout the duration of the summer. It's been well documented that he was Arsenal's priority target. And I think the fact that people are seeing us kind of move for him now is, is making a lot of people feel like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're desperate now, so we're going for Martin Odegaard. Well, actually, that isn't the case. Arsenal have always been interested in Martin Odegaard. Arsenal's interest in James Madison was genuine. It was real. But there was always a feeling that that would be a difficult deal to do. Martin Odegaard has been a transfer target for Arsenal since very early on in his loan spell, actually, last season. A lot of people uh, within the club were very, very impressed by what the Norwegian brought to the table, not just in terms of his talent, but in terms of his attitude in terms of the way he integrated with the squad. So Martin Odegaard was a very, very popular figure at the Emirates. And I'm not surprised that if the opportunity uh, has presented itself, that Arsenal are going to try and get this one done. Now, Real Madrid's stance on Martin Odegaard, as we've discussed before, was always quite hard, wasn't it? It was always very much uh, along the lines of, we're not selling him, he's not going anywhere, he is part of our plans. But it's understood that Martin Odegaard is going to be left out of Real Madrid's squad to face Alaves this weekend. Therefore, that makes it very, very clear to Martin Odegaard and his camp that he is not part of Carlo Ancelotti's plans this season, contrary to what the Italian said when he took over. So, Martin Odegaard is in a position now where he's fed up. You know, he's been at Real Madrid for so long. He's never really been given the opportunity. I thought when he came to the Premier League, he did a really good job. 
as I mentioned on the pod earlier, I thought he he didn't really struggle with the physical side, which was my big worry about him when he first arrived. I thought he brought some technical security to us in attack. I thought he took the creative burden off of some of the other players or at least shared it with them. And I think he's a really, really good fit, not just in terms of his ability, but in terms of his, you know, his effort, his work rate, his, you know, kind of humility, his age profile. I think when you look at what Arsenal are trying to build here, and I know a lot of people don't have any faith in it and don't feel that we are moving in the right direction, but I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think this is the direction we have to be looking to move in. It is the approach we have to be looking to take. And Martin Odegaard fits within that. So to pick him up for 30, 35 million pounds, I think it. what we're being told is it's going to be between 35 and 40 million pounds. I think that's what it's going to take to get Martin Odegaard over at the Emirates Stadium. But I do think Real Madrid would be open to uh, to a structured deal, which I think could work in Arsenal's favour. Arsenal, we know, looking to move players out. And with Joe Willock uh, almost announced as a Newcastle United player at the time of recording, I think that they are going to use that money to go out and get that player. Now, I think Arsenal have needed to sell. I think Arsenal got to a certain point in the window where they'd almost spent what they could without moving players on. And that's why we've seen a little bit of a delay here. But the indications coming out of Spain are that Martin Odegaard is unhappy, that he will push for the move away, that Arsenal is somewhere he's very willing to come, enjoyed his time at the club, knows the club, feels like it's an environment in which he can succeed. And therefore, this deal makes perfect sense to me. Now, a lot of people keep pointing to Martin Odegaard's goal total. I think he only got a couple for the club, but it's not just about goals, is it? You know, you could say that Emil Smith-Rowe didn't score enough goals, yet everybody's kind of all over him. And what's the difference in age between those two? A year, if that? You look at Bukayo Saka, I think he could add more goals. So Martin Odegaard and his maybe lack of goals during that loan spell is, is not a reason well, I don't think his lack of goals is a reason to to dig him out and to suggest that he's not the right player for the club. I think given more time, given the, the opportunity to settle a little bit better, I think he'll do brilliantly. And I actually thought in the lead up to that international break um, that he subsequently got injured in, he was really impressive. Struggled a little bit when he came back, uh, but I do think given a run in the team, he will do very, very well. Now, remember, Martin Odegaard didn't join Arsenal until the end of January. It was right towards the back end of that window. So we only really had February, March, April and half of May to show what he could do. And, you know, so three and a half months. But as I said, he did pick up an injury that was uh, was quite debilitating, I would say, from his point of view. So looking forward to Arsenal, hopefully, fingers crossed, getting this deal done. The communication lines are now open between Arsenal and Real Madrid. Talks are ongoing. Some reports from Spain are suggesting that this one could be resolved very, very quickly. I'd like to see Arsenal do this as soon as possible, obviously. Uh, but as we know with Arsenal, sometimes things take a bit of time. You know, Mikel Arteta alluded to it yesterday in his press conference. There are a number of parties involved in every transfer and that sometimes causes delays. I think we have to be patient as a fan base. We have to be a little bit more understanding of that than we are sometimes. Uh, but I do expect this deal to go through. Now, remember, even when people thought it was dead, I was telling you that if there was any chance, any opportunity whatsoever for Arsenal to get Martin Odegaard, they would make that move. And they've been given that sniff and it seems as though they are now making that move. So Martin Odegaard to Arsenal, uh, I think is going to happen 
in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned on that one. I think it's a good sign-in. It's a sign-in I'm pleased with. Let me know in the comments your thoughts as well. I'd love to read through some of them for sure. Um, just because I'm conscious of time, going to move on. Um, as I said, wasn't planning to put this episode out. It is an additional one, but fuck it, there's news, so let's do it. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on was the injury news that broke literally minutes after we finished the live stream looking ahead to tonight's game. Uh, so my team plans had gone out the window. I wouldn't have started Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang anyway, but I certainly would have started Alexander Lacazette. So what happens now? Because Mikel Arteta's got a decision to make. We talked in the lead up about the decisions that he had to make being at right back and being uh, in that centre of midfield. Well, now he's got a decision to make up top. Gabriel Martinelli, of course, is an option, but how fit will he be? How ready is he having just returned from the Olympic Games? Of course, you've got Foller in Balogun as well, another player that Mikel Arteta may choose uh, to give an opportunity to. I mean, if Aubameyang's out, Lacazette's out and Eddie Nketiah's out as well, Following Balogun will probably be sitting there thinking, you you persuaded me to sign a new contract. You must have promised me opportunities. If I'm not going to get it now, when the hell am I going to get it? So following Balogun, I'd imagine, will be chomping at the bit to get into the side this evening. Gabriel Martinelli is the player I would go with, but I wouldn't be taking risks over his fitness. I've got to be honest. Um, I, I do think that maybe I'm a little bit on the cautious side in comparison to some other people in terms of my view on that, but I wouldn't be taking any risk. And also, Gabriel Martinelli has spoken quite publicly in the past about his desire not to play as a centre-forward. So as a result of that, I think that following Balogun probably should be the choice. I would give Martinelli a go if I thought he was fit enough and only Mikel and his coaching staff would know the full story on that. Uh, but I, I think... It, it will be interesting to see which one he goes with. As I say, me personally, I'm going with Martinelli, but I think Balogun will have been, you know, as soon as that news came, he'd have been knocking on Mikel's door, making his feelings known, making his feelings clear. Because as I say, he's signed a new contract with a view to having a future at this football club. And with three of your strikers, three that you would have said were ahead of him in the pecking order, all being ruled out tonight. If he's not going to get an opportunity today, when will he? So um, let's see. Let's see what Mikel decides to do with that one. But not ideal prep, obviously, going into this game. I wonder if Mikel knew that um, when he gave the press conference yesterday. Interesting that that press conference was, as you'd expect, dominated actually by transfer talk rather than, um, you know, rather than it being uh, about the game itself. And maybe that kind of point was something that, we neglected to to find out or the those in attendance neglected to find out. Uh, so I don't know. But how long that news has been common knowledge for, at least within the Arsenal camp, is is, is unclear. Uh, but it is a big problem. There are a few suggestions that maybe this is because one of them is leaving the club. Uh, you know, I don't know. Again, I, can, I can't say for sure. It would be pure speculation if I were to comment on that. But put it this way, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case with at least one of them. I don't think both Alexander Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang would be allowed to leave this summer. I really don't think that was the case. And I don't think that would be sensible on Arsenal's part because you'd be leaving us quite short. I think for me, 
it's uh, it, there's, a, there's a possibility that one of them goes between now and the end of the window. I don't know if that has any reason or any part to play, though, in their absence tonight. So I'm not going to get drawn into that. Maybe we'll talk about it after the game. As I keep saying, I, I don't want to get stuck into the transfer circus today. I really want to focus on the game. I really think that as Arsenal fans, that's what we need to be doing as well. Uh, great that we've opened the channels of communication with Real Madrid. It's great that that deal is being worked on behind the scenes. But tonight, today, it is all about that game at Brentford. It's a really important game, not just in terms of Arsenal's season, uh, not just in terms of getting three points on the board, but it would kind of help Mikel Arteta a great deal because he's facing a lot of adversity within the fan base at the moment. So fingers crossed for him. Uh, Arsenal do get off to a good result tonight and uh, get off to a good start by picking up a good result. Slurring my words. And uh, and then we, uh, we move forward from there. Uh, just a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, uh, head over to Manscaped.com. Check out their fantastic products. And if you enter our discount code, which is 19min20, you'll receive 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. And as I always say, uh, you will be uh, you'll be saving yourself a fair amount of money. Let's take a few of your questions quickly. I got around about five, six minutes before I got a dash. So why not? Let's uh, let's dig into there. Uh, this one comes um, from Dennis. Uh, hey, Harry, will there be away fans at the Brentford game? Yep, there will be. Um, I know a few, a few of the guys who are going down there. Um, somebody told me they had a ticket for me and they... Uh, Somebody told me yesterday that they had a ticket for me and then within about an hour told me they didn't. So I'm a little bit disappointed. I was hoping to get down to that one, but it is what it is. Um, really difficult game to get tickets for Brentford. All the London derbies are and Brentford Stadium is not the biggest in the Premier League, which means that the capacity um, for away fans is, is, a, is significantly smaller than at some other places. So it was always going to be tough uh, from what I heard. It's sold out. Uh, to those with the highest amount of away credits. So not easy to get one, as I say. Uh, Teng Wong says, uh, uh, Teng Wang, sorry, says, is Laka out because of injury or is it because we're protecting him for a potential bid coming in? Um, I said, I don't know uh, on this one and I, I don't want to make things up. I don't want to let my imagination and let kind of speculation run away here. I do think that you know, there is a chance that maybe, maybe that has something to do with Laka's absence. Remember, we initially heard that Aubameyang was out and nothing about Laka. And then about an hour later, we got the report saying that both of them are out. So uh, going to be interesting to see what comes of this. But as I say, it could be, you know, I'm not ruling it out. It could be the case that there has been some interest shown in Alexander Lacazette. Remember, his contract situation is is very precarious. He's in his final season now. Will Arsenal take the opportunity to cash in on him if that opportunity comes along? Possibly. So, as I say, not completely ruling that out, but I don't know that for a fact. So, I don't want to be uh, drawn into that too much. Uh, big shout out to Robert Segal. He says, I'll be there tonight. Good on you, mate. I hope you enjoy it. Um, make lots of noise. Get behind the team, I'm sure, as you guys always will. Uh, the away fans are... Uh, some of the better people associated with Arsenal, if that, if that's uh, fair of me to say. Anyway, uh, let's take a couple uh, more bits uh, from the comments section. Uh, Josh says, Gabby up front is a must, although I wouldn't mind Balogun starting. Uh, others are suggesting a front three of Martinelli, Pepe, Saka. 
Uh, we've got some score predictions in for tonight. Barlow says 2-0. Is that 2-0 to the Arsenal? I hope not 2-0 to Brentford. Um, let's take this one from Dramatic12. Thank you for your very kind super chat donation, mate. Really appreciate it. He says, I just finished my fantasy Premier League team and Laka was in it. Shaking my head, joined the league, my first fantasy league. Well, welcome to the league. Uh, I did my team yesterday, but I'm not happy with it. So I'm trying, I'm hoping that I'm going to have a bit of time before the deadline today to make a few changes in there. Um, although it's looking like I'm going to be cutting it fine. Uh, but yeah, fingers crossed I could get on there and do that. Uh, thank you for your very, very kind uh, super chat donation. Uh, Divesh says, I'll be very disappointed if Willian starts tonight. Look, I put out a tweet a little bit earlier on and it was literally tongue in cheek. Right, I didn't mean it as in it's what I would do. I literally posted um, Willian at false nine kind of loading and literally got loads of responses of people saying, no, 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 please, please don't. Like 136 quote tweets of it, uh, of people kind of quoting it and basically praying that that doesn't happen. I, I don't know that it will. Uh, but if Mikel Arteta was to go down that route, could any of you put your hand on your heart and say that you'd be completely surprised? I can't. Uh, so I won't rule that possibility out. Right. I am going to leave it there. As I said, just a brief one, uh, just bringing you guys up to date on the Martin Odegaard stuff. Arsenal and Real Madrid have opened talks over the potential signing of Martin Odegaard. A lot of you in the chat were talking about the idea of it maybe being a loan deal. The reports are telling us that a permanent deal is what is currently being discussed between the clubs. Uh, Real Madrid need the money. Arsenal, you'd feel, will be able or closer to be able to doing that deal now that Joe Willock has joined Newcastle United. So, uh, yeah, looks like it's going to be a permanent one if indeed it does get over the line. Uh, also, no Aubameyang, no Alexander Lacazette this evening for the Gunners at Brentford. Uh, and there's a big debate and uh, a lot of anticipation around who Mikel Arteta is going to select to fill that void, especially at centre forward. I'll catch you all later on tonight. Don't forget post-match reaction coming to you about 11, 11, 15 p.m. Uh, will just depend on how long it takes for the interviews to come out and stuff uh, so that we can bring you a good rounded review. Uh, also, the tactical analysis of the game. I'll be working on that first thing tomorrow morning. So you'll get that around about midday. I'll catch you all very soon. Until then, take care. Enjoy the game and up the gunners. Come on, you Reds. Or blues tonight. Yeah, blues. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.